I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or Spreaker. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Bocephus, here we go. It is divisional round NFL playoffs, and I am fired up and ready to go. There are only seven games left to be played in this NFL season, and we have eight of the best teams in the league right here playing this weekend. Um, At least seven of the best teams plus Tampa. So that's 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 unfortunate. The Elite Eight Bocephus, which got me thinking about the eight best wives I've had, um, or, you know, or the seven best, and that one kind of fat chick who put me into a (laughs) put put me into a shallow hell trance long enough to trick me into marriage. And listen, the point of the story is there is no point to the story other than may the prettiest teams win this weekend and don't get drunk when picking out wives. Now, whether you are here for the funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious, hilarious. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly monthly and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way the winning way the football glory hole way and as always here on the sports patio we got the tvs glowing we got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Cocoa Brown by Kona Brewery in Kona, Hawaii. Terrible mm. beer. Half a star on the beer app. But it's very apropos that I'm drinking it tonight, because Longhorn, did you know... That on this day in 1893, there it was a terrible day in the history of Hawaii. Hmm. It was a day, <clears throat> excuse me, 
that their last monarch was overthrown. Queen Liliuokalani was taken down by a coup. And that was done by a group of American sugar planters led by Samford Allen Dole. Basically because they wanted to take control of the islands and all the commercial opportunities they had for making money. So on this day in 1893, old Sanford and son strolled up to the palace and said, Look here, Queen Kamana Wanalea. Mm-hmm. We're Americans. And in America, women are good for two things. Making babies and making supper. Since you're too old to make any babies, <laughs> you better get your ass out of that chair and shimmy up there at their coconut tree. <laughs> make us some goddamn coconut soup. And the queen was so distraught that she reached out to president, the president of the United States, mm. Grover Cleveland, via telegram, and said, Please, Mr. President, up, you bro? have to help me. Your citizens have stolen my country from me and are setting up a whole new republic where they are in charge and our whole way of life on the islands is being destroyed. And, of course, President Cleveland wrote her back promptly. And Longhorn, <laughs> I actually have the telegram right here. You can see uh-huh. this thing is just old as shit. Uh, so I don't want to wave around too much, but it says here, and I quote, Queen Liliuokalani, I am shocked and confused by the outrage and sadness in your message. Did Sanford not go over the whole babies and soup thing? Because <laughs> I was told that he did, so not really sure what the problem is here. Uh, sorry. And then shortly after that, the U.S. officially declared Hawaii U.S. territory, and then in 1959, fully annexed it for the 50th state, and Queen Lily basically just disappeared into history. So I think the lesson here, boys and girls, is that even if you are the queen of an entire nation, all it takes is one man to take all your shit away, because, well, we're just better at you than at running shit, and that is a scientific fact. That's a that's just a one hundred percent truth. But the part of the story, Miss Lippy, that I liked is <laughs> is the part where, of course, this woman who was a queen, and we come over and we take all that pressure of being, you know, the leader of something, and you know, just all that pressure that they can't handle. We take that off her shoulders. Let her live a life of luxury of cooking dinner and making babies. And what does she do? She complains about it. Like her first inclination is to just bitch and fucking moan about it. So you know, sounds like nothing has changed from the from the uh, late night late 19th century to the <laughs> to the current day. You know, what does it take, woman? I, I can't. I'm not the guy to tell you. I can't figure it out. I've got I've got more wives than I've got fingers. So I I can't figure out the secret sauce. But um, it sounds like this has been a common problem throughout history. Yeah, you're goddamn right about that. All right, boys and girls, we're going to get the podcast now. We're going to go over every, and I do mean every game in the NFL in the air tonight. Yeah. We're going to get you paid, of course, with those free picks, as we always do. It's another pick palooza, baby. Strap in and get ready. But right now, we have to get paid to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by WifeBeGone.com. Do you want your wife gone? If the answer is yes, then WifeBeGone.com is for you. It doesn't matter what your reasons are. Maybe she's bitching too much. Maybe she's talking on the goddamn phone all the time to her stupid-ass friends or her annoying sister. Or maybe she's banging Bill from down the street. You know Bill, that handsome mustachioed man that's always mowing the lawn with his fucking shirt off. All the birds in the neighborhood are always watching him out of their windows and fantasizing about slamming up and down on his love stump. What do you do? You call our friends a wifey gone, that's what you fucking do. 
Wifeygon is a flat fee wife reading service that only has one rule. They don't ask why and you don't ask how. So whether your spouse is playing a game of Womb Raider with your neighbor's vagina miner or she's just getting on your fucking nerves, visit wifebegone.com and put an R code word glory hole and get 10% off your first wife exodus. That's wifebegone.com, code word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. Wifebegone.com, code word glory hole. Holy shit, Longhorn, that wife be gone. Look, boys and girls, this was our first official sponsor of the podcast. And I have to be honest, I owe this one all to Longhorn. Look, he'd been doing business with these guys long before we ever set up this podcast. I think he's, it's not even a platinum. I think you're like double plutonium member with these guys at this point. So Longhorn, you can give yeah. a quick testimonial of how good they are. Get rid of all those goddamn wives. Oh, I mean, yes, but remember, guys, you don't want to be stuck. You, 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 yes, get the wife be gone because once she goes sideways, you got to get rid of her asap. But but you don't want to be stuck without some nice sandwiches on the on the on the kitchen counter <laughs> waiting on you. So you know, make sure you do your time. Timing is key. Timing is key. So like, get rid of the old the old winch, bring in the new the new winch, and uh, and uh, you, the sandwiches keep flowing, and you and your and life just moves on. <laughs> The sandwiches keep flowing. It's the it's the cycle of the of the wives. It's, it's, everybody's happy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> is happening right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight baby Yeah, boys and girls, it is the divisional round bells ringing. Longhorn, you know what those bells mean. It means the best football, supposedly, of the playoff season, and it definitely means that we will be in Vegas this weekend. So all systems are fucking go, baby. That's this weekend? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, this weekend. Hope you got your plane ticket. Guess I better pack. <laughs> All right, we're going to start up in Baltimore, where those Ravens are now nine-and-a-half-point consensus home favorites over those Houston with an H Texans. Yeah, and this is the one and only Sounder-type game that I have in this four-pack game of a weekend, and this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. So yes, the one and only sounder. Let's get it out of the way right off the bat. This is the first game of the of the weekend. So I hope that this you know rings true and this game is close and it's it's a one possession game at the very end and it lands in that safe zone. So I just like how this lines up for Houston uh, for many reasons. Lamar number one, Lamar. We know he's not good as a big as a big favorite and and at this point. 
You know, Houston is playing with that house money swag. You know, like last week, we obviously liked Cleveland. We were dead wrong on that. Just, you know, it might just be that Stroud is that kind of unicorn that just things don't seem. He's that outlier. But, you know, you, you count on a, on a rookie not being the, 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 the moment being too big, especially when he gets to the playoffs. But he's kind of just proven all year long that that's not going to get to him. And then he proved it again last week with that performance um, in, in, against Cleveland. Um, so now th- this game in particular reminds me a lot of the matchup last week between Dallas and Green Bay. Uh, the young the young quarterback, inexperienced quarterback, playing well, nothing to lose against a quarterback who's either won or been in the final votes of M- MVPs uh, but struggles in the playoffs. So, you know, Dak, Dak hasn't won an MVP, but there's been, you know, several years that he's gotten MVP votes and uh, and he struggles in the playoffs, much like Lamar. So there's some some you know parallels there. Um, Baltimore has not played starters and some starters in almost a month by the time this by the time this game happens. So you know there's a rest factor. So you know that they will be fresh, but there's always that you know rust factor that goes along with that. So um, and, you know what I looked at the weather. It's going to be cold, but shouldn't be a factor. There's no, there's no really there's nothing there that's going to stick out as like you know a factor either way. And I just like. Winds are supposed to be over 20 miles an hour. I, is that what they're saying now? I didn't see yeah. wind as a, as a factor. All right, that's that's not good. But um, you know, the bigger I mean, if the bigger arm the bigger arm is Stroud. So you know, I don't know. We'll see how that. Let's keep an eye on that and see how that factors into this. But because um, Baltimore definitely has the running game, and, and if that's if that's the case, then um, that's definitely a, a edge to Baltimore there. Um, but yeah, I, I just I like Houston in this game. I like them to keep it close. I like the way they're playing. They got house money. They're not gonna they're not gonna be scared, you know. So it's really just a, if you like Baltimore, it's really just gonna be can they line up and just beat the tar out of them by double digits? And that's the only way that's gonna happen because it won't be because of inexperience. It won't be because the, the moment's too big for them. Uh, I've kind of just gotten off of that with Houston and Stroud at this point. Um, so I'm I'm. I'm leaning to the to the Texans plus the nine and a half. I guess it's currently at the number just feels too big, and uh, that's the way I will be attacking this. What do you got? All right, I have to admit I'm a little bit surprised by that because you've preached us all year of how bad Stroud is on the road. Um, yes, which <clears throat> you know that factors into it. But just to start out, looking at the uh, power ranking quad, so Houston. Uh, the power ranking quad that they, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, all fall into. And before I get started, okay, this is going to be a little bit long, but I need you guys to realize that 95% of what I am about to say applies to the next game as well. So I'm not going to repeat myself, obviously, <clears throat> so just pay attention to that. In this one, uh, the only team that has reached the divisional round, there's only been one in their powering quad, was Green Bay in 2015, and they're actually the only team that's uh, only had the strength of schedule better than 10 and to actually cover in uh, the divisional round in all of our data since 2015. So, complete outlier to get there and complete outlier to cover. Now, inside of that, uh, and Green Bay, in that game, the spread was seven. They lost by six, but it was an overtime game, so it's a legit cover. So I'm not saying it wasn't legit. But at the end of the day, Houston does not fall into that category because they are worse at all four of our big four metrics. Only one team has ever covered on that, and it was the 2019 Tennessee Titans, which 
we did call that. So, of course, I had to take a deep dive into all the matchups that we've had that all four metrics are better. It's 6-1 and one ATS for that uh, since 2015 to the favorite to be the winners. So to save some time, I'll just put it this way. All seven teams that covered, including the Titans, are better than Green Bay and Houston in our historical power rankings. Now, the two biggest deltas, <clears throat> as far as quads go, in that particular matchup, power rank quads go, were the 2017 Patriots over the Titans, who were eight quads up. They, the Patriots were 13.5-point home favorites and won the game 35-14. to The 2018 Chiefs, who were four-point home favorites over the Colts, and there were four quads up on them, they won 31-13. to And the 2018 Rams... Seven and a half point home favorites, three quads up over the Cowboys. They won 30 to 22, so covered by the hook there, and obviously the smallest of the three biggest deltas, uh, powering quad wise. Now, in this matchup, Baltimore is 10 quads up on Houston. Same goes for San Francisco and Green Bay. Again, just so I don't have to repeat myself. And so, not only both of those matchups are the favorite better than all four metrics. Uh, to none in that category. They're the biggest quad deltas in that category that we've ever had since 2015. And to be just fully transparent, I had to create a new power ranking quad for Baltimore and San Francisco because we've never had two teams ranked as high as they are. As far as the predictive data goes, both Houston and Green Bay fall into the same category, though, that Tennessee did as far as being red flag picks by the defensive algorithm with the phase being green flags for the V2 predictor. So they do have that going for them. But Tennessee was the only team, again, to ever cover in that. But Baltimore is the only team since 2015 to be top five in DVOA, turnover margin, points per drive, and strength of schedule. And again, they are in a power ring quad so high that I had to make a new one for them. So in other words, all things considered, this is the best team that we've ever graded, period. So there's zero chance that I could recommend Houston in any capacity here. <clears throat> Houston isn't the same offense on the road. Lamar doesn't have to be Superman for this team to dominate, which is the biggest difference between this Ravens team and their past iterations. Lamar was actually pretty garbage in their first matchup, and it was week one. They won 25-9. to nine. So the official bets, bet for me on this one is going to be Baltimore, minus 9.5. Uh the cash and tickets are split on this one. The line actually came down to eight and a half, which is where I grabbed it. But anything under 10 is good for me here. So official best bet, Baltimore minus nine and a half. And inside of that, though, oh, this is the numbers geek. Pig of the week. Nerd alert. Nerd. Nerd. You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right. So off of that bonus best bet or off of that, here's a bonus best bet in this game. All right, the trend is this. So, versus team off a bye in the playoffs, 14 and 30 straight up, losing by 7.5 points per game, 21, 21, and 2 ATS. That's not too bad. 27 and 17 to the over on that. So, over looks kind of strong, but again, weather might be a factor. Since 2012, 6 and 11 straight up, 7 points per game, losing 8, 8, and 1 ATS. So, again, Right there with Houston. So, both Cephas, why? Why would this be your bonus best bet? Well, if you add in all the above, 
in the division round, and you make the team that's playing the favorite a dog in the previous round, 0-5 straight up, losing by 19 points per game, 1-4 ATS with a negative 9.5 ATS margin, with an average line of 9.5, and the only team to cover on that was the 2022 Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Chiefs, which we had, and that's because they had a better turnover margin than the Chiefs, which is the keyest, most key factor in our big four factors in the divisional round. Houston does not have that. But inside of that trend, here is where we're going to get our bonus best bet. The home team in those matchups averages 37 points per game. And since 2015, points per drive top five teams at home off a of bye. There's been 22 games. Team total over 25 and a half is 18 and four for the home team. Overall, the home team averages 30 points per game, and in the regular season, those same teams average 29, so they actually score over their season mark, uh, season average. In the first matchup, like I said, in this game, Baltimore won 25 to nine. Lamar was terrible in that one, but since week nine at home, the Ravens are averaging 39 points per game. And that is against the average of an 18th ranked EPA defense in that time frame. In that time frame, Houston ranked 17th in EPA defense, so right in line there. So bonus bet number one is going to be to take the Baltimore team total over the 25 and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, and like, I mean, obviously, the, obviously Baltimore is – you know, a really good team. They're the, one of the two best teams left the in the They're the best playoffs. team that we've ever graded. Yeah, and I, and I get that. And now I know that you don't watch the games a lot during this season, um, so it's, it doesn't probably doesn't do a whole lot of good to ask you this question, but, like, when you watch them, does it feel like they're the best team you've ever graded? No, which makes me like them even more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, I, and I'm not, you're not going to get a huge pushback by me on this at all because this is just a um, – you know, just it's just a it's just a gut feeling, and and really it's just a um, a play on Stroud more than anything, and that and that magic that he's got going. All, even along. though even though all year long you faded him on the road, and you've been right, you I had him in in the Jets. You pushed back at me on that, and I lost him in the contest. Yeah, but then he won two in a row on the road, going down the stretch when they had to have it. So I mean, yes, it's true. Um, but um, I know he beat Indy. Who's the other team? He beat? And, and that and that Jets game that one that one was like just disgusting rain and wind and 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 that um, it was it was Tennessee at Tennessee and at Indy. Uh, obviously, the last the last game of the year. So um, and 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 there is a drop off. And don't get me wrong. There's definitely a drop off with him on the road. A humongous. Uh, drop but he doesn't have to win this game. So remember it's you know it's not half points. That's so a it, lot of points. Yeah, a lot. And look, I came into the week trying to find every reason to take these big dogs. I promise you that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I again, like yeah, it's just a play. It's really just a play against Lamar just as much as it is a play on um on Stroud because, you know, like you like you said, we had them years ago when Tennessee went up there and just punched them in the mouth. So um, we've just seen this before. Like we saw, we've just seen but, it. But like, we haven't seen this because Tennessee was uh, three power ranking squares above Houston and only like a four or three or four delta to Baltimore at that time. And that this is something we have not seen. So yeah. if he, if, if Lamar chokes on this one, then forever he's a choker forever. Like if they don't well, win by 20, 
I mean, you forever. could have said the same thing last week about Dak, right? Like, if he chokes in this one, he's forever a choker. And now we're no, sitting here. No, he's already forever a choker. I mean, what's I mean? Is, is his record any and, better but, or worse but, than I mean, Lamar? The Cowboy, but the Cowboys aren't they? The Cowboys have never been as good a team as Baltimore is here. As far as metrics, yeah, but I mean, you know, that as far as record, they've been thirteen and four before. Well, I don't. I mean, fuck Minnesota I, won like 13, 14 yeah, games last year. They sucked. I hear you, but like, I mean, that it's just it's I, again. I'm not going to push back too hard on this, but it is the playoffs assholes get tight and Lamar has shown that his asshole gets tight and but that's why I like it even more because this team does not depend on him they don't depend on him I mean I know he's gonna win the MVP but if you look at his stats this is not even close yeah, to his MVP true. his his first MVP season where he was truly the most valuable player and when he played like shit they had no chance none yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that his his numbers are almost pedestrian, and um, they are just a really solid overall team. And, you know, normally I love those teams, and I do love Baltimore. Don't get me wrong. I love Baltimore, and I do think they win this game. Um, it's just that number. It's really fucking big. And, yeah, and I'm, uh, not, I'm not saying you obviously can't win. I mean, it's nine and a half fucking points. So, yeah, that's a huge number. It's I'm just, so I can't wait. I, I just I this there's some games on this on this weekend that I'm, I'm not exactly excited to watch. This one right out of the gate, I cannot wait to watch this. There's so many factors on you know the Stroud factor and and can he keep can he keep this magical run going and and then the Lamar factor. We've seen him for years kind of shrink in this moment. It'll be exciting to see if they can. Um, no, not you, kinda. He's fucking shrunk. <laughs> You're right about that. So it'll be exciting to see if he can, you know, kind of like just be that, you know, uh, not a bus driver, but kind of a bus driver and just lead this really good overall team to just not fuck up and just lean on Houston for three hours. And if they do that, they will cover the spread. They'll run away with a with a 17, 20-point win. Uh, but I can't wait to watch it. All right, boys and girls, moving on to those San Francisco 49ers. And they also are nine-and-a-half-point consensus home favorites over those Green Bay Packers. And just last thing on the Houston Baltimore, I checked I checked the in-depth weather and it looks like you're right, there is wind coming in that morning slash early, you know, to mid-afternoon. And, and this game is at um it's a it's the three thirty it's three thirty on Saturday. Yeah, I think Eastern time, yeah. That's Eastern time. I so, think okay. Eastern time. Yeah, okay. So it depends on, you know, like which is this time frame for that? You know, it just depends on all that. So um yeah, like it, it, it'll be either windy or coming, just coming out of that front that's pushing through um, to to make it not be windy anymore. But yeah, that'll that'll be curious to see how that falls out. So okay, so now Green Bay, San Francisco. So I, I'm glad that you said what you said about uh, about this game being mirrored to the one you just talked about with Baltimore and Houston because this is the game that I actually I. I th- no, so that's fr- three. Sorry, sorry, three thirty Central Time. So, 4.30 Eastern. Okay, so then, you know, according to this right now, and again, we're recording on Wednesday, like, it seems like that's the point where the wind is pushing out of that um, of that area. But, again, things can change, and we'll see how that all plays out. Um, so, this game, I, I hate this game so much. I can't wait to watch it, but I cannot. I dug into this game longer than I did combined on the other three games um, combined. So like, I just couldn't, I would, I would go down a rabbit hole. I would meet a dead end. I'd go down a different rabbit hole, meet a dead end. I cannot, I got nothing. And I'm not afraid to, to sit here and say, 
I don't know what to do in this game. I really don't. And the fact that you just said all, all you said uh, about the previous game and it and it matches up with this game, that's going to push me to San Fran um, and, and land these points here. And I'm, I'm, obviously it sounds like that's the way you're going to be leaning too. So I just – I tried to find an edge. I, you know, I first went into it wanting to play Green Bay, and if and if this was a regular season game and Green Bay and San Fran were both playing the way they are currently, I mean, I wouldn't even think twice. I'd be like, okay, just, I'm going to take the points, not even look back. But you know, this is the playoffs; things are different. Uh, so it, it gave me pause, and I could not find any separation in any of the avenues that I go down to do it the way I do it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> There's only four games this weekend. I got nothing. Both Cephas help me out. All right, so inside of everything I just gave you on the all the power ranking predictives and all that stuff, you know, San Fran better in all four categories, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously not playing Green Bay. On top of everything I said, though, on Baltimore and Houston, this matchup, Green Bay, we have never had a team, and this is including the Tennessee, uh, the one outlier, we've never had a team in the divisional round cover that didn't have a top 10 turnover margin versus a team that did while having a worse strength to schedule. So again, if you want me to bet on Green Bay, you're asking me to bet on something that I have no record of happening. I am never, ever, ever going to do that. But that doesn't mean that you have to lay all these points either. There's always other ways of getting at these games. So here's a few way, Here's a few things to let me to my official best bet on this one. In the playoffs, teams coming off a road playoff victory as a dog versus a team off of buying the division round, 14 and 13 ATS. So pretty good for Green Bay with exactly zero margin and a line of seven, seven and 20 straight up, losing by seven points a game. So that's obviously good for Green Bay. But if you were a seven point or more road dog in the previous game, 0 and 2 straight up and ATS with a negative ATS margin of 8.75 points on an average line of 10, losing by 19 points per game. So we've seen this exact situation twice, and that's why Vegas has lined it exactly around the average where they were. This opened at 10. It's 9.5 currently. Obviously not a good situation for Green Bay. Divisional round, home team off a bye with positive turnover margin and a FDP over 35 versus a team with a flat turnover margin and FDP under 33. 4-0 straight up. This is San Francisco. 4-0 straight up and ATS winning by 17 points per game. And covering by over eight points per game with an average line of nine. But inside of that, my focus, actually, as I went through all this and going down rabbit holes, turned to the second quarter. And I'll give you the game theory in a minute, but inside of all that data I just gave you, quarter two is a 13-point delta for the home team in the situation. All-time, and then all-time divisional round, period, home team off a of bye, .32 delta in the second quarter to the home team. Every single game, no matter what the situation. If you look at the divisional round, home teams off a bye with an average yards per play of over six, the Q2 Delta is seven. If you add into that the yards per play level of Green Bay for the season, the Q2 Delta is 12. If you take the divisional, home teams off a bye with a yards per point of 15 or less, and the Q2 Delta is all-time plus four and a half, and if you add in the Packers level of yards per point, to the equation, the Q2 delta grows to plus five all time. You take all of that. Since 2012, the Q2 delta is plus nine. Since 2020, it's nine and a half. So it's getting stronger with the most recent data that we have. 
Then the 49ers at home this season are plus five Delta in Q2. Green Bay on the road is even in Q2 on the season. Add all that together, you got my best bet on this one. It's San Francisco Moneyline Q2. And the game theory behind this is simple. If you look at all these matchups of why the Delta is so big off the team off a of bye in the second quarter, you look, these teams come out a little sluggish in the first quarter. They haven't played in a couple of weeks. There's a little bit of nerves, obviously. Plus, they're obviously going to be playing a team that's not as good as them. They're the favorite. So they're going to play a little bit more low variance because they're the better team. But then they tend to relax and they tend to open up the playbook and the game plan in the second quarter because they know they have to have that lead going into halftime. So that is the reason, that's the game theory behind that bonus or that best bet. And then bonus best bet number two. Since 2015, home favorites in the divisional round after a bye with a lineup eight or more is a favorite. Just four and four ATS with an average line of 10. But if you add the plus six, so add six to their line, take them down to the, that would be an average of four point favorites, seven and one ATS. You add six to the total and you take it to the under, it's seven and one. So you guessed it. This is the do no all teaser of the week as your bonus best bet. We're going to take San Fran on a seven point teaser down to two and a half favorite. We're going to take the total all the way up to 57 and a half. We're going to take the under. So that's minus 140 now to make that bet. So your probability has to be above 58% to make this a profitable uh, bet. Well, the teaser on San Fran taking them down hits at 87 and a half percent. The teaser on taking the total up and taking the under hits at 87 and a half percent. That's a 77% probability, which gets us well above our profit line. So do no wall on San Francisco teaser plus the seven down to two and a half and the total plus the seven and taking the under. Yeah, I'm interested to see this game too. Like there's kind of the same factor. Like can love keep this up? You know, like kind of like Stroud going on the road. But man, you. I see. I'm more scared about this one of love actually maintaining his level because he's already done it on the road in the playoffs and he's done it on the road at a pretty good clip in the regular season that that's what kind of scared yeah. me off just making the best bet San Fran minus nine that's the reason why this one I dug even further because I had a couple different alternatives for Baltimore but the more I dug in I was like fuck this look man at the bottom line if the best team that we've ever graded can't cover a nine and a half point spread at home when other teams like the Patriots have covered 13, Kansas City's covered 10, and all these other teams that have not have not been as good as this Baltimore team in all these season-long metrics, break it down, uh, quarter metrics, directional metrics, whatever you want to break it down to, nobody's been as good as them, and they've all covered these spreads. So if Baltimore can't do it again, then fine. But I, I'm not going to go the other way on that. But on this one, I have a little reservation that, you know, Green Bay – San Francisco's defense has been leaky. They've been leaky over the second part of the season. So that's the reason why I went to the do no Wong and then the, again, the Q2. The Q2 money line makes too much sense uh, stylistically as far as the game plan, and it makes too much sense through all the data. So that's why I came up with those two best bets on this one. Yeah, and, you know, the, with the over being – 50 and a half, you know, I mean, I would obviously. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's 100% chance of rain, which I know rain doesn't really fuck with 
scoring as much as you would think it would, but I don't think it's going to help either. That's, that's, that is a notoriously sloppy track in San Fran, which fits them greatly, mm-hmm. and it does not fit Green Bay. So, again... Yeah, and I'd rather I'd rather lay nine and a half in a game like if I was in, in these two together. I'd rather lay nine and a half with a total over fifty than a, than a total at 50, 43 and a half. Uh, so you know, just it, you know, it, it, it's doubtful that both these home teams are going to blow them out. It's doubtful that both the dogs are going to cover. So it's probably going to be a split the baby type thing on these games. And uh, I, yeah, it's it's I can't wait to watch them. Two, I mean, is this rare? Does it seem like like these? Numbers are big for division round. Doesn't it seem like no. they're usually no, no. This is normal. Yeah. All right. That, now, usually, now it's usually not two, but yeah, there's one, there's right? there's always one. Yeah, there's always one. one. Just ass whipping coming. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, as far as like just viewing pleasure, like hopefully, you know, it's not two blowouts in the and the fucking home. Well, I mean, you're you're probably gonna think that it is when we're in Vegas and you're betting on both home dogs, but like just for viewing purposes, hopefully it's not two blowouts. Yeah, like I said, I don't know that I'm gonna. I don't know that I'm gonna. I haven't bet San Francisco minus nine and a half again. I, from what I saw from Green Bay, and I know Dallas's defense is nowhere close to what San Fran's is, but just their ability, just just his ability to make some of those plays, like where you, you think you got him, and you're like, ah, fuck, how did he do that? Like, and Stroud, I don't really see that out of him. I see a lot of great plays out of him, but it's great plays on time. It's great plays generally at home and when their system's rolling. And that's going to be tough to do against a Baltimore team that, I mean, Houston already can't run the ball at all. So now you're one-dimensional. Ah, that's going to be rough. Yeah, could be. And Green, and Green Bay can run the football. They can if they choose to. They've been doing it. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Oh, it's your Detroit Lions. And they are. Woo. Okay, so – Full transparency, a buddy of ours texted me and said, "What's the line going to be on, you know, if it's if it's Tampa and Detroit?" And I said, four and a half, Detroit," which is exactly where this line opened, and it immediately got crushed by the market all the way up to six and a half, and that's where we're sitting right now. I even see a seven at fucking DraftKings, but six and a half consensus across the market. They are the home favorite. Yeah, it's definitely going to seven, and that will be my first buy point on Tampa, uh, which, which I don't feel good about. Like, I mean, this uh, this honestly feels like, you know, breaking down this game, and I don't I don't particularly look forward to watching this game. To be honest with you, um, oh man, I do. This this, just, this is like the one that I'm actually really looking forward to. Well, number two. Number two. It's just, I don't know, man. There's something about Tampa. It just feels like they don't belong here, but they just keep kind of just showing up and, and being that team. But, like, if this was a week tw- – this doesn't feel like a divisional round matchup. This feels like a week 12, hey, Tampa's going to play Detroit. They're going to win. You know, Detroit's going to win 31 to 24. I think they did play in week 12. <laughs> uh, they played in week six. Oh, was it six? Okay. And, and it was gross. It was only 20 to six. Detroit won 20 to six. You know, it's just, it's just, ugh. I don't like this game. But, um, in this game, Tampa is pretty easy to read on defense, which is a good thing for golf because, you know, golf, you can confuse golf. And we saw what happened with the second half adjustments last week. Lots of dumb face with the Rams. 
Like whatever they did at halftime, and and also you know Detroit had had a lead that they were protecting, so you know you got to factor that in too. But but they struggled. They didn't score. I think they scored three points in the second half last week. So you can confuse golf, and but Tampa's not the defense that can confuse people. They they either all out blitz or they drop everybody back, and it's one or the other. And 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 looking at their scores throughout the year. You know, because you'll have you can have success with whatever defense you're going to employ if if it if it works. Like if if you you know you think you have an edge and it's either blitzing that quarterback or it's dropping it and and flooding zone. If it works, it's gone great. Because when they win, they kind of win convincingly. When they lose, they kind of get blown out. So it this this game really scares me. Like normally I'd be like, hey, let's tease. Like if it gets to seven seven and a half, let's tease down Detroit and let. But let's take you know Baker and Tampa with that seven and a half or whatever. Ah, I don't know, man. Looking at, looking at the way these games play out for Tampa, I don't know if that's the right play to be honest with you. So you know Baker is eight and one ATS as a dog. So you know that that feels like the right way to go. Um, on this but um i'm struggling with this thing you know i don't i I will probably attack this by waiting for tampa to get as high as it's possibly going to get and then and then take them um but i will probably sprinkle on the money line because you know they've shown that like if they keep it close they got a good chance to win and and the the points won't you know won't necessarily come into factor and if they lose we've seen that the points don't matter either because they just get their doors blown so um you know, I'm I'm leaning towards Tampa here when it gets to seven plus. Other than that, I'm I I, I don't have a great great feeling this one. What do you got? All right, so a lot of conflicting data in this one. Uh, Tampa Bay is a yellow graded defensive predictive call on a do not call on the uh, V2 predictor. That's three and one since 2015 in that slot. Uh, the only thing they have going for them in the Big Four is a turnover margin. But like I said, historically, that's usually enough. So teams with a top 10 turnover margin versus teams outside of the top 10 in the divisional round since 2015, 14-4 and four ATS, including 3-0 last year. So same situation last year we had on Jacksonville, where we had them. Uh, Kansas City better DVOA, uh, strength of schedule, and points per drive. Obviously so is Detroit. Now home field or home favorites with more rest than the opponent, but... Total rest of seven days or less, and the opponent's last game was at home. So that's Detroit. Five and four straight up, winning by one point per game. Two and seven ATS. The negative 3.5 ATS margin with an average line of minus four and a half, which is right where Vegas opened this up. They don't just grab this shit out of thin air. They look through all their data, and they put it where it's supposed to be. Again, though, the market hammered. Detroit, which is one of the things that has me in reservation here on Tampa Bay. But this trend, you know, we used it actually last year heading into the Philly-San Francisco championship game. Uh, We won that, obviously. Teams coming off a win as a home dog in the playoffs the next week on the road. 0-3, though, straight up, losing by 17 points per game. That's one thing that wasn't on the docket last year, Philly and San Fran. So that's very, very bad for Tampa Bay. 1-2 ATS, negative 6.5 point margin. The only team that covered was the 2022 Jaguars. So, again, the exact same situation, though. Better turnover margin. That's all all they got going for them. Uh, But the average line in those games is 11. This one's only 6.5. 
Uh, they both have the exact same power ranking quad. So, again, only one division round appearance before. So, we're going to get more good data because we got three teams in this round this year. Again, Green Bay was the only team that covered. Literally, they're an outlier in all the data. All they have is the strength of schedule. So, inside the game, Tampa Bay went 6-1 and one starting in Week 13. Their only loss was to New Orleans, who during that time period, not so coincidentally, is the only team that they played that's top 10 EPA per play on defense. Now, why is that significant? Well, because Tampa Bay's offense isn't great. It's like watching paint dry most of the fucking time. But because they played such a ridiculously easy schedule down the stretch, they actually made it all the way up to number 11 EPA during that stretch since week 13. And it's all been on their passing game because they still cannot run the fucking ball. 25th in EPA per play rushing. So if we go back and look at the defensive side of the ball, the Lions since week 13 are ranked 20th EPA per play on defense. During that time, they played almost all poverty offense except two. The Cowboys, who they did hold to 20 in Dallas, which was super fucking impressive. And then last week, the Rams, who got 23 on them. Both those offenses, obviously, better than Tampa Bay. Now, Detroit on defense is pretty flexible what they do defensively. They play more zone than man, which will help them versus Baker. Now, Baker performs about the same man versus zone. However, teams that played him this year... They play man 41% of the time on average versus all opponents, but versus him, they dropped all the way down to 36%. So there has to, Baker's numbers don't fluctuate like that, so there has to be some sort of schematic reason for doing that. I don't know if it's because they want to play zone against Evans and Godwin. They don't want to go man-to-man versus them. Something has to be happening there because, again, if you look at Baker's numbers, they're pretty flat across either coverage. It doesn't matter. So, definitely advantage to the Lions there on defense because they do play more zone than man already, and teams already scheme Tampa Bay that way. And, But to me, though, what this comes down to is the red zone performance. Stafford last week, very bad in the red zone versus Detroit. That's not a shocker. Of mm-hmm. all quarterbacks this season, with 40 red zone attempts or more, he is the third worst in the league with a completion percentage at 48.2. Longhorn, guess who's got the fourth worst in the league? Baker. That'd be your boy Baker Mayfield. Now, why is that important? Well, because Tampa Bay only had nine rushing touchdowns the entire season. I'll say that again. Tampa Bay only had nine rushing touchdowns in the entire goddamn season, and only seven of those came in the red zone. That is fucking pathetic. Detroit, on the flip side, scored 23 rushing touchdowns in the red zone alone this year. 29 in total. So I came into this handicap looking for a reason to, you know, take the dogs. I do like Tampa here, and they've got a lot of data going for them. But I'm not sure on the field they have what it takes to actually cover this number. If you look back at that game versus Detroit this year in Tampa, Detroit, like you said, won 20-6. Tampa had to settle for not one, but two red zone field goals. And it's the only two times they made it in the red zone the whole game. I know that was a long time ago, but Tampa hasn't gotten any better in the red zone all season. They're 30th in the league at red zone touchdown percentage. Them and Pittsburgh are the worst two playoff teams in that category by a fucking mile. 
Now, Tampa isn't as poverty as Pittsburgh is on offense. They can at least move the ball 20-20. to But without the ability to score six instead of three, oh, man, I just don't know if they can stay inside of this number. Um, but I also don't want to go against all that fucking data that has won so much money the last couple of years either. So, I found a different way to get at this one. Detroit is the fifth home favorite since 2015 in the divisional round to face a team who the only metric they are worse in is is turnover margin. In all four previous matchups, home field first half team total went over 13. Detroit's first half total, 13. Detroit on the season at home averages 16 points per game in the first half. They only scored 13 one time, less than 13, one time all year in the first half. That was that crazy Thanksgiving game against Green Bay where literally everything went wrong against them. So, as long as Goff and his tiny fucking hands just do what they normally do, this should be a great best bet. But my official best bet on this one is the Detroit team total first half over the 13. Yeah, that seems... Why is it... What's the game total? The game total is 48 and a half. Yeah. And the, and the line is six and a half. So they're assuming, oh, what is that? Like, uh, what's 30 to 20? Like 29 to 20 would be. Right. But that's, but that's not close enough. That's that's too far apart. So, yeah, that's, that seems like a low 20, total. 20, 28, 20. So it's 14 per half. You always get less in the first half. Yeah. I like second. that. The second half total is like, I think there's 16 and a half or something like that. Yeah, I like I like that first half bet. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it's just yeah, this this and I love the over. And they're not coming period. off a buy because that's one thing that scared me away from that. They're not coming off a buy, so there will be no rust factor. They're at home. There should be no nerve. Like they should be coming out all firing. So that's the reason why I, another reason why I like the over on the first half for Detroit. Yeah, it's just you know you think like the pass the pass rush for Detroit can be the only good thing that they have on defense, uh, you know, pretty much at, at times. That's all they fucking need because Tampa cannot run the ball. Right, but, but their best thing on offense is protecting the passer from the tackle positions. So, like, the the one, the only good thing they can do on offense as far as offensive line blocking goes is protect the quarterback from the tackle positions, and that's really the only thing that Detroit can do from on a, in a defensive standpoint. So, you know, I'm torn on this too, and I will probably end up on Tampa. I'm just going to wait. Oh, for, if for get we get to Vegas and it's seven, yeah, I'm betting Tampa. There's no doubt. No, about it's, it. it's definitely going to. I mean, like, who is going to? I mean, the Sharps, as soon as it touches seven, they're going to bang it. So it's probably going to bounce back and forth between six and a half and seven. Um, but yeah, when we're out there, we'll be able to catch a seven at some point. So, and that's probably how I'll play it. Yeah, I mean, all the early money, like I said, gobbled up the four and a halfs, the fives, the dead numbers. It was all, I mean, basically all on Detroit. So, yeah, of course, they're waiting around for sevens. And as soon as it hits that, they're hitting the other side, too. Yeah, and, you know, they're praying to God the fucking Detroit wins by six, which they probably will. Yeah, I uh, don't disagree. And, you know, this is a good, like, I mean, listen, Baker has had his, um, he's taken his lumps. He's on oh. like his. Third or fourth team or whatever. but One thing I wanted to say, though, and I saw this today, which I don't like this from Baker. I know his old habits starting to creep back. So some one of the cornerbacks for Detroit or something said that 
he, you know, respects the hell out of Tampa Bay's receivers. They got an awesome receiving core. If they had a real quarterback in the room, they would be a dangerous team. Which, of course, they're going to ask Baker about. Which, if you ask Tom Brady, if somebody said that about Tom Brady, he'd say, look, man, I don't pay attention to all that. I'm focused on game plan, blah, 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 blah. He'd say whatever. What does Baker say? Well, Kiss you my know, dick. he said, he mentioned Russell Gage. And, you know, we love Russ, but he hasn't played a single snap all year. So he must have been watching preseason film. He's always not been watching what's going on. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, all they're trying to do is draw you off sides so they know you're a mental midget. And that will get in your head. And you're going to want to go out there and do some fucking hero shit and be slinging. Like, that's all they want to do Maybe. is draw you off Like, Because you're... You're so easy to do that, too. You're so easy to do it, too. You're giving a lot of credit to a dumb defensive back that's just popping his mouth up. Like, like maybe he's just Or maybe he's in. really smart. Or that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it could be. Because it worked. It got, it, Baker heard it. He obviously fucking heard it. Because he, he knew the exact quote to bring up the Russell Gage shit. Well, people use bull like like that's bulletin board material. Yeah, so, you like, use it internally. If you're yeah. Tom Brady's or like a true winner like that, you're like, yeah, I don't pay attention to that. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, inside of course, but you don't let the opponent know that yeah. what they said got it. That but that's the that's the kind of just sophomoric shit that, that that's just Baker, man. That's just yeah, Baker. Yeah, I don't but, think it's a big factor in the game. No, because he's an underdog. Like because he's an underdog. Like this is his role. Like I mean, if he was favorite. And they were goading him like that, and he took the bait. And you know, it. But this is this is his role as an underdog. Nobody's picking him. That's that's usually where he does his work. Uh, but you know, it could, it could it could actually. I don't see it going bad. I really don't. Like in this game, I don't think he's going to get pressured enough for this to go bad. I really don't. And he's got the receivers on the outside, and that matchup with with the Tampa Bay receivers and the Detroit secondary. That's a mismatch. So I actually don't see it going really bad. Which means that I think that Tampa, uh, based on what they've done all year, it's going to be a close game with them a chance to win at the end. So I, I actually like this game. It's, it's I, I, I definitely lean Tampa. I like it, uh, which means that Detroit will probably win forty to six. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. It is the game of the week, and it's the last game on Sunday. It's those Let's Go Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Two and a half point home favorites over the world <laughs> champion Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, this one, this is obviously the game of the week, and I've gone back and forth on this one. I think on the Monday pod, I said I would be um, fiddling this, probably taking Buffalo and teasing Kansas City up to the eight and a half. And I might still be doing that, um, actually. You get it at nine at a couple different books because it is moving to three. Yeah, so that's probably the way I'm going to attack this when we get out to Vegas. Um, but I do have some reservations, you know, uh, getting into this because I just don't uh, like the, the it's the mental factor. Like we're in the playoffs now it is the mental block factor of Josh Allen in the playoffs when he sees that red over there on the other side of the field and, you know, on on. On, like we just know, like when we're sitting there in Vegas and we're, you know, getting drink after drink after drink and we're watching this game, I don't know if you're going to be on Buffalo, uh, you know, or, or what. But like, I don't drink. I, yeah, yeah, I know you'll be <laughs> drinking. So <laughs> you're you're not kidding anybody with that. But so like, we'll just if you are on Buffalo, you'll just be sitting there and you're just waiting. You're waiting. When's it coming? When is that mistake coming? 
when is Josh just going to throw it up, turn it over, do whatever he's, he's going to, because it's, it's almost always going to happen. And in this, in this big moment, in this tight game, you know, divisional round, like I just, I know it's coming. So that scares the shit out of me by Holmes does it too. He can, he can. No, but he does. He does. He's also he's also eight and one as a dog, and this is just a spot. ATS, and this is just a spot you don't go against Mahomes. So that's in the back of my mind too. Um, so you just, I'm, I'm I can't hit a sound. I, I wanted to hit a sounder on on KC when I dug into to some things that favor Kansas City. Can't do it because they fucking cannot score. They cannot score. Like even last week against Miami, they. They should have won that game by so much more, and that and, you know that they. Oh they, my god! Yeah, they scored a touchdown at the end. They kind of made it look worse than it was, but that was a JV defense for Miami based on you know injuries, and they still struggled to score. And I know the weather was a factor; it was a major factor, you know. So I get that, but in this game, guess what? Buffalo's dealing with major injuries in the, in in the uh, back seven, also. So you know, it's just. I wanted to love this game. I wanted to just pound the table and say, this is the fiddle. Take Buffalo. Tease Casey up and just and just cash your tickets. And I still will bet that way. But I am scared to death of this game because, because I'm scared of Mahomes in general because of what he does when he's a dog. And I'm scared that Josh Allen will turn into just and just and I was I'll be waiting for it. I'm gonna be sitting there and when it happens, I'm gonna look at you and when I get done screaming at him, I'm gonna say, I fucking told you so I'm gonna say I fucking idiot did it again. So yeah, I long story short, I'm on Buffalo minus the points. And I you know, I hope this can dip to two or lower. I don't think it will. Uh and 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 teasing up Kansas City, what do you got? Let me look at this is like kinda all over my all over the games on the screen, so kind of looking <laughs> This at is going to be so great. I cannot wait for this fucking game. Mm-hmm. It says 63% of the cash on Buffalo, 57% of the tickets on Buffalo. And they're currently juiced to minus 119 at 2.5 on average. So Yeah, that scares me too. Like, nobody's betting Mahomes. Everybody's on Buffalo. Mm. You know that's going to change, though. You know that's going to change. If closer, it hit, closer to game day, it will. If it hits three, it'll, it'll flip, so I'm sure. All right, so both of these teams are top 10 points per drive uh, teams for the season, which we used this last year on three matchups, but this year it's only this one. And overall in the divisional round, the over nine points in the first quarter is now 12-4 and four after last year. So this is the money spots go over in Q1. But I dug into that some more. I was like, okay, well, let me – I know it was really good to us last year, but let me just double-check all these situations, see what was the same, what's different. I found a huge difference. So, 12-4 and four overall, but when both teams played in the wild-card round, 3-3. Three and three. So, basically, if one team's coming off a bye versus another team with a top 10 points per drive, it is 11-1 to the over in the first quarter, over 9 points. So that is the slam spot to play this. I know that now. This is the coin flip spot with a fantastic trend, so it's going to have to be a pass for me here on the Q1 over, even though I still think it probably hits. But, again, I'm not – I'm not. I mean, this is the last, you know, four game, four or last seven games, like you said. I'm not interested in betting any coin flips at this point. So 
Inside of that, Buffalo is better at a three out of four metrics. That makes him 13-3 ATS since 2015. Kansas City's only better at strength of schedule, and it's less than 10 slots, so that puts him in a one and three bucket ATS. Buffalo is another all-green V2 disagreement with the defensive algorithm on all red, three and one again in that bucket for Buffalo. Neither team has a top 10 turnover margin. And in the divisional round since 2015, when two non-top 10 turnover margin teams play, the better team is 4-0 ATS, which again will be Buffalo. And we've never had, since 2015, a turnover margin as low as Kansas City covering the divisional round. Not once in all matchups. So the power ranking squad for or quad for Kansas City is four and four ATS in divisional round. Buffalo power ranking quad is three and two ATS in divisional round. Another check for Buffalo. Look, I can keep going on and on and on here with all everything that favors Buffalo. But here's the deal: Buffalo literally has it all in their corner. The data, the trends, the matchup. They finally got that son of a bitch out of fucking Arrowhead for the first time. Mahomes' yeah, career game. Yeah. in the playoffs. That's true. It is now or never. If Buffalo doesn't win and cover this game, then I don't ever want to hear about them being taken seriously again as a contender as long as Mahomes is still playing <laughs> in this league. This is a John, this is John Wayne's that's, moment. He needs to classic. seize it. That's classic Bocephus overreaction. That's right. <laughs> but it's not, it's not false, though. No, it's it, yeah, like it, but that won't be a story until literally 365 more days the next year. No, nah, it'll be a story like 10 years from now, and I'll be like, remember when I said? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, God, we're gonna sound like that in 10 years. Jesus. Maybe it's expedited. <laughs> <laughs> this is John Wayne's moment, man. He's got to seize it, and Mahomes is gonna have to prove to me that he can go on the road and beat a better team. Period. Because Buffalo is the better team, like I said. But I've never seen Mahomes do that in the playoffs, ever. Mm-hmm. The only team he's been on the road that he was that was better than him was when he played Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and they kicked the shit out of him. So from week 10 on, so the second half of the season, Buffalo has the eighth-best EPA success rate on defense, Kansas City 17th, or on offense, sorry, sorry, offense. On defense, if you average the EPA per play and success rate, Buffalo's 8th, KC's 10th. So again, Buffalo is just the better football team. They're better in 3 out of 4 of our metrics. They're at home. They're favored by less than a field goal. This is my stand of the playoffs. Best bet, Buffalo, minus 2.5 or anything under 3 is good to me. So mm-hmm. this is it. This is this right. is John Wayne's moment. This is, the, this is the point that he slays the dragon. Or fuck him forever. That's this you, is it. We're here. Do you like do you like KC teased up? Yeah, I think this is a good game, man. I don't Yeah, their defense for K like you you didn't, you didn't even mention the KC defense. I did. I just okay. I just said Buffalo's eighth, Kansas City's tenth since since week ten. So KC's defense is really, really good, man. But their offense, like you said, they suck. They're fucking poverty. They can't score the ball. They suck in the red zone, which I look through their red zone numbers, can't like Kansas City and Mahomes like period through his career, this is by far the worst red zone offense he has ever had. And that's truly what has separated Kansas City from the rest of the field all these years since he came in. It's not the flashy plays. It's not the bombs, Tyreek Hill. I mean, yeah, all that helps, no doubt about it. But it's the fact 
when they get inside that 20, they don't walk away with three points. And this year, they consistently walk away with fucking three points more than they yeah. ever, ever fucking have, man. And if yeah, you're, no you're going to kick field goals against Buffalo, John Wayne's going to get you. Eventually, he's going to throw. He might throw two interceptions and still win this game because that's just who he is. I love the under in this. I don't think. I, th- I actually think both offenses are going to struggle uh, to to score. So you know, I, I do like the under in this. Now the with the red zone, like it just worries me with both the linebackers being hurt for and that, and that's after some initial linebackers that they lost earlier in the year. For Buffalo, you know, like Kelsey is such a weapon over the middle. Ha! If he can catch the balls, fat ass. <laughs> That's true. Now, I mean, he's 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 not the Kelsey of old, but he's still a savvy veteran, and uh, he's you know, still wide open every time he drops it. I'll say that. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he's and, wide and, open and, every and, time. And trust me, nobody. I can't stand that fucking giraffe bitch. Taylor Swift. So, like, I mean, nothing would give me more pleasure than to watch Kelsey drop some passes in these big moments. Unless it's to get catch me that fiddle in the middle. Uh, he better not drop that one. Uh, but, yeah, it's like his brother, I think, announced his – I think his brother announced his retirement. Didn't officially sur- announce it. I watched the piece of the podcast today of theirs that he talked about it. I mean, obviously, even the emotion he spoke about it today – Mm-hmm. He didn't officially announce it, but I mean, if he's not, I would be shocked. It's coming to the end for both the Kelsey brothers, and um, obviously Travis Kelsey is a big fat slob out there who can barely catch anymore. But you know, maybe they should I, try I, him at center. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going, we're going. The Kelsey worked at center for uh, Philly. Let's move. I mean, never mind that All Pro that we have at center right now. We're going, we're going to just jam you in there and see if that works. But yeah, I don't. Um, I like this to be a close game, lower scoring game. Both teams struggling in the red zone, settling for field goals. Um, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm leaning to Buffalo to cover, and I'm and I'm leaning to KC to cover that teaser number of eight and a half. So that's what we're gonna be on. All right, boys and girls, that was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's the time you all have been waiting for. It's time for those free. I said three picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. All right, it is divisional round. Let's have a little fun here after all the season is. I mean, I told you at the beginning, there's only seven games left, so let's have fun. Okay, build a little parlay here for you and um, play it if you like. If you disagree with me, do what the fuck you want. I don't, I don't give a shit. Fucking <laughs> take your award, pray to your gods, and bet whoever the fuck you want. I don't care. So I'm doing a four game parlay Houston Texans, buying them up to 10, San Francisco 49ers, minus nine and a half, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm buying that to seven, Buffalo Bills as the ender, minus two and a half, and this four game parlay pays 10 to one, and I will. Guarantee you I have this exact parlay when we go to Vegas. Yeah, I like that, man. I actually like that. Um, oh, the Houston thing's the only thing that scares me. Yeah, right off, right off the bat, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it away right off the bat. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to recap my best bets here for everybody. So I've got Baltimore minus 9.5. Baltimore team total over 25.5. San Francisco, 49ers, money line, second quarter. 
San Francisco on a seven-point do-no-wrong teaser down to minus two and a half. The total up to 57 and a half and take the under. Detroit over 13 points first half team total. And then Buffalo minus two and a half for the entire game. And on top of that, uh, we're going to dig out some player props and have a little bit more fun with you guys. Uh, Longhorns mm-hmm. will tell you about watching the YouTube channel. So we're going to give those out on because the numbers aren't readily available right now. Uh, as far as player props, you know, we've looked at some, got some zeroed in. We'll see what the numbers come to. We will give those out on our YouTube channel uh, starting Friday mm, afternoon, evening, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. on that so we will get back with you guys on that so be watching the youtube channel and subscribe to that obviously so that you get every pick that we put down on the player props as they become readily available for you all all across the country now longhorn tell them about that fabulous website one more time i'm gonna be plopping my little player and i mean wait wait no not not none, hey, of, that, hey. none of that crazy stuff uh <laughs> episode number 187 is in the books and like my buddy said go to that youtube channel the revolution network the revolution network and you will find our videos you'll find our podcast feed and you'll you'll actually get to see these faces and you'll get to see if oh lucky you you'll see if old longhorn gets to go out there and find him wife number 18 and a half and just (laughs) and just do all the good things i don't know we'll see what happens sometimes i take it easy sometimes i go wild it depends on how many drugs and alcohol i can get my hands on out there so we'll see how that goes uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with everybody you know it is playoff time it is winding down so let's uh let's get that going out there uh to, to end the season and just a reminder we do have a lot of fun things coming up in the off season. We will not just disappear for three months. We're doing some restructuring. We'll get with y'all when we can and let y'all know how all that's going to go. It's going to be all good things and all things to make you know our interaction. Speaking better. of that, I got a pink slip in my inbox. I know I didn't look at it yet. I'm not sure what that means though. Mm. I mean, usually when I get pink things, it's it's a it's it's a different meaning. I don't really know where you're going with that. Like, are, are we fired? Are we are we are we terminated? I don't know. You said restructuring. I think I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fire the the co CEOs. So let's just say that <laughs> let's just say that we're restructuring for the benefit of the listener. And I really do think it's going to you know make our interactions better. Make make it where we can communicate with our clients and just our fans in general better. So I really look forward to all that. We'll get into that as it comes. Um, but if you do any of these things. We become partners for life and both of us as a, as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your heart on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, man.